And welcome to episode number 63. Uh, my name is Andy Buscemi. In good company with Mr. Neil Urban. Neil. Hey. Good day to you, sir. How are you? It's just the two of us. It is. It's just the two of us back after how many episodes? I think we did like maybe like five or six or seven with guests or something like that. And we haven't done one yeah. just the two of us in a while. So yeah, I know it, it feels, it feels odd, but good. Yeah. I think, I think it's good though. We're, co- we're going back to our roots, going back yes. to the roots of wedding <laughs> photographers unite. That's you mm-hmm. and me. That's, that's you and me. Um, <laughs> so Neil, uh, yeah. what have you been up to lately? Gosh, I finally shot a wedding. Got it's we're almost at the end of June, so I've 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 photographed two weddings since our last episode. Okay, but it just feels good to be back in the mix of things, and uh, feels like I've been you know missing out and failing at my job because you know my my season is so odd this year. It's so late. Mm-hmm. Um, but like like I said last year last week that um even though we had a couple cancellations we uh we're still meeting our numbers that we're where we like to be so it's not time to freak out or anything yeah that's all that uh, matters that's, is the numbers mm-hmm. at the end of the day it, yeah, it feels yeah. weird cuz i i mean i think i think we all have those weird times in our schedules and i i even when things are going well i feel like even when we're hitting the numbers we want to hit whenever i have downtime i'm like we start questioning ourselves and you know like i'll sometimes mm-hmm. i'll go a week or two or three sometimes without getting an inquiry and even if my numbers are still looking okay, like I start freaking out in those moments because it's like, wait, wait a second, what's going on here? This is really weird. But then, you know, then you'll get it'll kind of compress later on. You know, it's just, you know, it's mm-hmm. just there's no rhyme or reason to it. And that's why I think we always need to we always need to be positive, even when when we're having those little moments of weirdness in our business. You know, um, <laughs> but it just is what it is. So, so that's good. You shot your yeah. your first two weddings recently, and how how did things go? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Other than this past weekend, we're uh, just just getting almost to the end of the night, and the um, I, I took a, a party shot, and um, my my camera said that uh, it can't read my SD card. I got that red that red uh, warning sign on my LCD screen is where I can't read my SD card. So that's that's a little bit of a freak out moment. It's where you don't want to see at the end of a wedding. Yeah. Um, but luckily, you know. We're professionals, and you have these uh, pro pro camera bodies. It's where they have two SD cards. Yep. Um, so right away, I just kind of stopped what I what I was doing. Took both SD cards out. Well, actually, I took the the one SD card out that was bad, and then I made sure that the second SD card was good. Um, that it had everything from start from start of the day to the end mm-hmm. uh, to my last shot, and then um, I took that one out. Uh, put them in a safe place, yep. and then I started with uh, two fresh new uh, SD cards. And yep. then, as soon as I got home, I checked out the bad one, and everything was there. Mm. Everything loaded into the computer just fine. So it was just kind of like one of those things, just to just to give you a, a little mini heart attack to uh, freak you out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but I know I know my SD cards are about two years old. Um. So I think it's time to uh, to get some new ones. Anyway. So yeah. I and I think. For listeners, I think that's exactly exactly what should happen. You know what I mean? If you see an error, right, like on a card like that, like where you're shooting the two cards 
and like immediately just like stop whatever you're doing, <laughs> you know, with the, with those <laughs> cards and like pull them out, protect them, don't touch them, you know, you know, like yeah. and don't freak out about it and put in popping new cards and just keep shooting. Um, right. uh, but yeah, so that's but that is a little mini heart attack. That's not fun. I've had that happen <laughs> once too. Same same thing where one yeah. of the cards wasn't reading and. You know, and I think sometimes it's just finicky. You know, like sometimes like a slot will be finicky or a card will be finicky, mm-hmm. um, and it and all the information is probably still there. You know, because because uh, it's been writing it all day, uh, but it still is not. Uh, it's not what we want to be seeing. <laughs> when we're not at all. At all. <laughs> but yeah, that's why. That's why. I, I you know. I can't if if you're out there and you're shooting one card still. Um, I don't think that you should be. And I had that happen. And I think I mentioned on the show before. I had a shoot in boston like an engagement shoot a few years ago Mm. and i was shooting two cards actually that was at a time when i didn't shoot raw to both cards i shot jpeg to my backup and okay but my my card actually my cf card in a 5d3 actually did corrupt totally corrupt Mm. and uh i couldn't pull anything off of that card but i had all the jpegs uh on the backup okay uh so i saved the shoot and the clients never knew the difference uh yeah you know uh but it's (laughs) still like come on you know so um yeah. good good so, so other, yeah other than that and then um you know now it's time to uh stay up with the post-processing if, if that's really going to happen i mean of course that's all of our goal throughout the entire season but whether if that really happens or not um and, and you know we're still we're still keeping busy with our our portrait sessions that we've uh we've been doing all spring just because we really didn't have any weddings um so those, we're still uh, still shooting those and trying to trying to balance everything, but of course weddings are taking over. Yeah. Um. So now now it's time just to pound pound, pound away yeah. at these weddings and stay and up dude, on top of it. That set you made looks absolutely amazing, man. Look, it's it's absolutely incredible. I'm, whenever I see you do that stuff, um, like just personally. Oh my. Uh, yeah. In my studio sets. Absolutely, man. <laughs> like every time I see that stuff from you, like just like personally human 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 to human <laughs> artist to artist like i'm so impressed with you because it, especially for me because like oh, i don't dude, do, thank you i don't do that stuff and i don't um i'm not i don't think like that um and it's just i don't know it's just really impressive when i see that stuff and i love i love the self-portrait you did in that um set to begin with like it looks you, you uh it looks good man you, you're, you're looking <laughs> really you. tight with the suit and everything <laughs> like that it looks really good uh listeners if you if you don't follow neil on facebook you should you should be following him and you should check out the set that he made and, and the self-portrait it's like amazing like i'm so oh thanks it's man. really cool stuff man R- very impressive yeah um, what uh yeah i really want to do something for our, our veterans and first responders and police officers and firefighters and you know of course to uh like like i've been saying ever since the start of this podcast if you start anything new try it with yourself first mm-hmm. and of course i had to throw myself in there and, and plus i was testing out new lights and stuff um so you know i was uh, yeah it was, yeah. was kind of it was kind of neat That's so awesome, yeah um yeah thank you yeah, thank and, you very and much then, and, and then and you have everything hmm. in the follow-up too i mean just the other shots you did too because you did have like the police officer come in too right i mean yeah that, yeah yeah that was awesome very, okay, yeah very a couple cool other other things planned for that set before that set comes down um uh, but I, I'll I'll keep that as a secret right now. But I'm really excited <laughs> about using that for cool. future something right now. So yep. yeah, so cool. Um, 
enough about me. What about you? What's up? Uh, so I actually have a lot to talk about this episode, and I'm I'm afraid that it's going to be a lot of me talking. So I just want to like <laughs> let our listeners know, and you know, please cut me off throughout this episode if it's just like a lot of me talking. And you know, well, as long as we don't go down the virtual reality, no, mode, then, no, 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 no. Uh, I think we're this, good. So there's no there's no VR talk today. It's just all it's all like legitimate. I feel like this is like important stuff. So actually, I think the theme of a lot of the things I want to talk about today. Um, It's just like shortening workflow, kind of like what you just kind of mentioned, just like about like, you know, we talk about this every year, right? About how we're going to like keep our workflow going quicker and um, stay on top of editing and all that. But I feel like a lot of the things that I, that I have to talk about this week kind of revolve around that. Um, And there's some exciting stuff too, for me too, that are some changes that I'm, I'm excited about. Um, Right. So, I, so here's here here are the topics, and actually, I'm just going to give them all right now because I don't know what order I want to go in. And you let me know. You you help 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 guide the show. Okay. Okay. So, so uh, here here are the four topics I'm going to be talking about today. Uh, so the I started to get into like Lightroom previews last episode, but it was just like a mm-hmm. quick thing, and I learned mm-hmm. actually a lot more since last episode about that. Um, and I kind of compared that to Photo Mechanic, so that's one thing. Um, okay. Um, I'm and, moving- I actually, I, and I actually took one of your uh, the uh, take take off the histogram. I I, I kind of did that, and yeah, that definitely speeds up mm-hmm. um, the yeah. process. So cool. go ahead. Yeah. So so there's there's that. Um, I'm moving my studio, and I want to talk about some of the reasons that I'm mm. moving and and kind of shifting. I, yes. Shifting I love the way studio talk. Yes. Yep. And and this is we've had these conversations before where I was working out of my home and then I went mm-hmm. to the bigger studio and I'm doing something a little bit different this time. So I want to talk about that. And I think I have a pretty good ex- perspective now from working in all these different locations, you know. <laughs> um, so and then yeah. um, uh, I have a new camera. Uh, I have a new camera. It is uh, it's the X-T2 that we had um, our guest on a few episodes about uh, Eric um and yep. i had a second shooter that was using it and i'll just want to talk a little bit about why i picked up that camera and how i'm feeling about it so far so so we've got the camera we've got this previews the studio move are like but like the, the topics that i'm kind of like throwing in so what, what do we want first what do we want to get into first anything intriguing well, well first and foremost we should contact fuji saying that eric pretty much sold you on the camera so he can get sponsored by Fuji. Yeah. You know, let's get Eric sponsored. Let's get Eric sponsored. So, okay. (laughs) So we'll talk about the camera because that probably is the most interesting and exciting, you know? So yeah, let's, let's get, yeah, let's get the gear stuff out out of the, uh, out out in the open. Okay. So now I will actually say that from having Eric on, I actually wasn't like interested in the camera, you know, like at all. I, I, Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I didn't really like, I was like, okay, it's, it's cool whatever um you know i i can understand why somebody would want to shoot you know like a crop sensor camera and you know and have maybe the autofocus not be as good as my d750 and uh i was just kind of like all right that's cool you know like it's kind of like a hipster camera and you know that's and that's cool good for good (laughs) Mm -hmm. for eric you know what i mean and good Mm -hmm. for these other people that are using this camera that's kind of was my impression um after um listening to him not to say i don't mean to i hope that doesn't sound negative or anything it's just um, you know, I always, in my mentality, I always want the best camera that I can be shooting with a wedding. If it's like, if it's full frame is going to provide a better image, I want to use the full frame. If, yeah. uh, if there's better autofocus in my D750, I want to use the better autofocus, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so why would I get a camera that has worse, those things that are worse just because it's smaller that made no sense to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that was my impression, you know, g- generally after, you know, speaking about that camera. Um, so a couple things led me down this path uh, with, with, with being interested in this. And the first was obviously like when we had that um, announcement with the Sony A9 and we got into talking about, you know, the A9 and mirrorless and that's the future and being able to see through the EVF and, um, you know, see what your exposure looks like and all this kind of thing. So that was the, the kind of thing that got me interested because I feel like, you know, we both kind of agree that that, pro- that is the future. Once those cameras become an appropriate, you know, price and everything like that, more people, why have a mirror when you don't need one as long as everything is just as good as our DSLRs? Um, so that was kind of my mentality. And, you know, if, if that Sony A9 was like, I don't know, maybe like two to $3,000, I would probably have just like picked it up immediately right now. But I didn't because it's like, you know, I'm not going to drop... Really, in order to to get the camp, the the body, the lens, you know, move some equipment over, we're talking like seven grand, you know, and then I would have to mm-hmm. start selling off equipment and all this kind of thing. And I'm just like, no, nah, it's not happening right now. It's not, it's not worth that amount of money, you know, you know, to yeah. do that in my business. It's just not. So, um, so a couple other things happened, um, that made me interested uh, in, in picking up this XT2, and that was, uh, first of all, I was shooting. Uh, I've been shooting, a, you know, what, these weddings and, and a couple, my, one of my D750s has scared me recently. And that is I'm shooting and I always bring the two D750s. And mm-hmm. also in the back of my mind, I've always been like, you know, I really should have a third camera. I've been thinking that for a while. I, I always have a second shooter. So I'm mm-hmm. not. So that's the reason why I don't have a third body with me in my, my head. For any full day wedding I shoot, I always have a second shooter. Um, so I don't. I've never brought third camera bodies with me to weddings mm-hmm. um, because I've always thought, well, my, I have a second shooter and they have a camera body. So I don't, you know, I'm not going to worry about having a third body. Um, sometimes I've had, you know, some, something in the past, but, but so what has happened is, is um, one of my D750s recently scared me where the, the mirror was locking up. It's funny that it would be the mirror that was locking up too. <laughs> um, but, the, but the mirror was locking up, you know, like, uh, like in the morning when I got to the bride's house in the morning, um, I was getting an ERR message on one of Ooh. my D750s and the mirror was locking up and it wasn't doing anything. So I actually had to put my finger in, in there and like play with the mirror in order to get it to not lock up. Oh, and boy. then I started to shoot with it and it was fine and it was yeah. fine the rest of the day. But that put me in a little bit of a panic mode where I'm like, man, I should really have, you know, like a third camera body. Um, mm-hmm. So and then the last thing that kind of pushed me over was um, one of my second shooters, Roman, um, has been, you know, recently bought this this Fuji X-T2. And he's shooting this camera and, it, um, and I ended up using it uh, during... You know, because I wanted to obviously play with it. I wanted to see what the autofocus speed was like. Um, but in my head, you know, I just kind of dismissed it because it's like, well, it's a crop sensor camera. And if it's a crop sensor camera, why would I even bother with it? You know, that, that just automatically makes me dismiss it because I don't, <laughs> yeah. you know, I want to use a full frame because I want as much information as possible. I want to be using the full lenses. Um, so, but, but Roman's shooting this camera and, and he's like, hey, you know, here, play with this. And I did. And I pulled it away during like cocktail hour. Um, mm-hmm. He had the X-T2 with, um, you know, what would be equivalent be like an 85. Um, so okay. this is like a 1.5 something. It's, like, it's essentially a 1.5 crop sensor on this on this camera. Mm-hmm. And I pick up this camera. And I'm looking through the EVF shooting basically an 85 equivalent. 
at one two or whatever it is, maybe it's a one four. I don't, I don't remember the exact aperture of this lens. But you know when you do those candies in cocktail hour, and there's different light going on in the room. You know, from like one location, you know, look, there's light popping in one side and light popping in another. And maybe there's a little tungsten kind of creeping in, you know, with, you mm-hmm. know, you're in a weird lighting situation where if I was shooting that on my D750 and I'm taking those photos, I would probably out of 10 shots, maybe like three or four would be not really great exposure or maybe not usable, whatever, because... Maybe even more, because you can't really see, you don't really know exactly what's happening when you take that image, because it, it, you have to wait to see what comes out of the camera before you do. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I pick up his X-C2, and I'm shooting this 85 lens, and I'm shooting these cocktail, cocktail shots, and literally, the thing, first of all, locks on focus almost instantaneously. I'm seeing the exposure in the EVF of like what these photos are going to be like, and you see what's happening with the, the bokeh, you see what's happening with the you know the shoot through objects or whatever you're doing i literally 10 out of 10 every every shot that i took 10 10 shots out of 10 shots i exposure compensated because i'm looking i'm seeing before i take the image and i just Mm -hmm. nailed 10 shots uh, like 10 perfect like you know like the just the cocktail shots you know where if i was shooting my d750 i would easily have missed like four of those because i wouldn't really maybe be thinking about it um, you know, in terms of being able to know exactly what those images are going to look like um, until, you know, following, you know, taking that image. Um, you know, and, and the more that we shoot, obviously, the more we know the behavior of what's going to happen, you know, um, you know, when we when we're taking the photos. But but that little advantage of cheating, what I call it is cheating, um, <laughs> like looking through and seeing that EVF is huge. It is like an unbelievable thing. Um, being able to see what you're looking at and shooting before you shoot it. It's like, it is actually from a workflow perspective, there's way less junk to like look at later when you're able to like look in, you know, be able to expose and and see what's happening. So I nailed Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10 of these images and then this camera just feels right. Um, Actually, I've got it right here. So um, it just feels right um you've you know you now, put, is that the battery grip that yes. you have on there yeah okay. so this That's is a, optional yeah the, the battery grip is optional but it's almost required if you're going to shoot with it professionally because um with the evf the batteries are not going to be quite as nice as like um what we're used to with the d750 where one battery makes it all day okay um, i was going to say that kind of defeats the purpose of going to a lighter smaller body yes and and it is it's still a little bit lighter um, so it kind of looks like my old D3S from from this mm-hmm. from it, here. It's still it's still much lighter even with the battery grip, and it's okay. not about for me. I'm not necessarily moving to it because it's lighter, and I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. totally moving to it either. We'll talk about that in a second, but um, but it is it's definitely it's definitely lighter for sure. Like like mm-hmm. this with a battery grip is way lighter than a D750 with a battery grip and an equivalent lens would be. And that's part of it too is like my back has been kind of like hurting me shooting these 2D 750s recently <laughs> um with my you know the hold fast stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so uh so there's the three batteries in here. There's the two two in the grip and then the one inside and then that pretty much makes it through a full day. Um Okay. I, so I shot it the other day at a wedding and I really kind of um, went in expecting, okay, I'm just going to, you know, I got it on like a Thursday and I had a, or I had got it on Friday and I had a wedding Saturday or it was the next day, whatever it was. And 
I'm like, okay. And I, and I played with it a lot. You know, obviously the day I got, I wouldn't just go into a wedding without like knowing it to the point where I would know exactly how it functions, you know, or at least Mm -hmm. the main things that I would need to do, but it's so easily laid out where, you know, you have a dial for your shutter speed. You have a dial for your ISO, you have a dial for exposure compensation, and then your aperture is directly on the lens. So everything is like, it's like if as a photographer where we just want that quick and easy access without like playing around with menus, everything is just literally right there. Um, and, and pretty much I think, you know, in the, the best of ways. Um, so that was the other thing about it too. There's, there's the, the, this feel to it that is just fun as hell to shoot it. It is, <laughs> it is, it feels like something new and not, you know, when I got my D750, um, I never really... I actually thought the D750 was kind of like a step backwards from my 5D3s in terms of like the the feel of it because um, I like the ergonomics of that 5D3 better than the Nikon's. I just always have, but mm-hmm. um, but this feels like something new. It feels like something fun. It feels like um, like you're like you're shooting like a Leica rangefinder or something or just you know like something that that just feels like yes, I'm this is <laughs> this is right. Everything about this camera just feels right. Yeah. Um, and so there was that feel to it too, when I was playing around with it, um, with, uh, with Roman. So, so I got it as basically like a third camera as a backup, you know, okay. um, and something to play around with. And what's amazing about it too, is that all the young now flash system that, that I already have that I use with my Nikons works perfectly flawlessly. Oh, good. Good. Um, so there's no, there's the two SD card slots that are in it. So I'm shooting backups. Um, just like you would be you okay. know, with the D750. So yeah, that was one. Yeah, that was one of my questions. Yep, everything just works. It it just kind of like it throws right in. And so the other thing too, I want to. So I'm kind of jumping all over the place a little bit, but but the price too. So the price was a big factor in my deciding to get it as a as essentially a backup because the the camera body, the battery pack, the battery packs, which are like cheap if you get. Um, you know, if you get the off-brand stuff, um, which is they're like, uh, you know, like fifteen to twenty bucks a battery, maybe twenty bucks a battery oh, for the off-brands that are nice. So, um, uh, so I've got the, you know the the battery pack, the body, and the lens itself, which I have a twenty-three millimeter. The only I just bought it with a twenty-three millimeter, which is a thirty-five equivalent, because as I, I shot, I wanted to shoot wide with it, or I pretty much when I with my two camera bodies, I shoot. I have a thirty-five pretty much on all day. That's my main go-to lens unless i need to get wider so this is basically um like like functioning as that but uh so there's the price i'm, I'm going in, going in two different directions there's a price <laughs> let me get that part over with first uh the between all of it it was about 2200 bucks oh that's not bad not at all um i've bought lenses you know like a 70 to 200 lens that has cost more money than <laughs> than this than this camera the body the the battery pack and and just everything included for 2200 bucks mm-hmm. where where i'm where i don't have to add anything else because uh, i've already got the sd cards i've already got the flash system um and that's really all there is to it um you know it was a it was a 2200 dollars decision it was basically like the decision of a lens in my mind um yeah. you know uh so to have another you know third backup option but what what is crazy about it is that i like i said what i was starting to get into before now i'll shift into the end of that gear i really expected on that first wedding to really just only use it for portraits in the morning uh you know with the bride i was like okay that that'll be great in particular with portraits in the morning because it's 35 millimeter 
I'll be able to see what's going on when I put the bride in front of the window light, this kind of mm-hmm. thing. I'll be able to see exactly exposure. And, and absolutely, it worked uh, you know, amazing in that situation to the point that I literally, I did not expect to do this. I shot the thing all day. Like I was ready at any point, you know, if there was some, something that threw me off or something was a little bit different, I was okay, I'll grab my other D750 and I'll go right back to that. But okay. there was no reason for that the entire day. The whole day I shot this thing um, uh, for everything. Like literally every example throughout the day, um, I was doing off-camera flash stuff with it with a couple. I used it at the reception. I was shooting reception portraits with it because I wanted to, you know, the autofocus stuff. I was interested in that. But I was, but I was the the autofocus stuff at the reception. I put to the side because I didn't want to mess mess around with not hitting shots because I know that was my only area of concern with this camera. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, everything there, I used it throughout the whole day, and I have a really good, um, you know, feel for this camera. And I think, uh, I, you know, in terms of the image quality, I can't, I cannot say that I was concerned about the the crop sensor stuff, but it is just irrelevant as far as like like looking at the images when i'm thinking about shooting this at a 35 yes if i was pixel peeping there would be some loss of depth of field when i consider this 35 millimeter equivalent that i'm shooting compared to a 35 on a d750 there would be a little okay. bit of a loss of depth of field but mm-hmm. on a 35 who really cares about that right generally sure. speaking yep. um because if you're shooting wider you usually want to you know get a little bit more so not always yeah. um but uh but it is just insanely um, impressive the image quality, and so and then the other thing too was dynamic range, right? Because we moved to these D750s, or I moved that was to the my Nikon. Next question, yeah, yep. I moved to the Nikon specifically because of dynamic range. You know, and the Canon 5D3 just was not even close to that D750. And is you know this this XT2? It's not the dynamic range. So I did test shots with Roman's camera before I bought this camera. So I did a lot of test shots and was, was, was looking at the files before I decided to even buy it. Mm-hmm. And I did a test shooting at a hundred ISO and, um, that same stop, that, that same test that actually that convinced me to get the D seven fifty, where the guy, the UK photographer, I forget his name, did that test. And I've, I've referenced that article before on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, I, sh- I took an image at 100 ISO, five stops under. So essentially a black image and then bumped it back up. And on the Nikons in, at 100 ISO on the D750s, you can recover fully back to zero um, on the Nikons. On this Fuji, you're not going to get five stops, but you definitely are going to get 3.5 to four stops recovery. Not bad, um, not bad. No, no, not at all. And and still, even when you compare it to like like the like the 5d3s that i was shooting it's again it's again it's night and day like it's it's an it's an it's incredibly impressive um to the point where i very rarely need more than three stops of you know recovery if i if i am going to decide to underexpose and then bring Mm -hmm. things back up which i do do a lot on the on the the d750s but you can totally do that on this camera you just have to realize okay i should keep it within three stops instead of like the four or five you know yeah yeah um High ISO is, uh, I would say, equally on par to a D750, slightly, slightly less, but not. You're really picking hairs. You're really mm-hmm. be, being really super picky when you because twelve thousand eight hundred on this on the XT2 is, I, I would say, just as clean, almost as clean to the point where you're not going to really notice unless you really pixel peep. Um, it is an impressive, 
impressive camera. I um I am I'm kind of like in love with it. Like I kind of just want to like sh- like I'm excited to shoot. Um, like I've I'm always excited to shoot, but I'm like excited to shoot because there's this thing about it where I didn't expect to like like it as much as I do, but it is just. Like, I'm in love with this thing. I'm in love with it. It's amazing. It's light. You know what I mean? Like, when I'm when I'm shooting it on each side. And it's also, you know, the other thing that I want to say about it, too, is it, what, you know, like, we worry about, I feel like, well, if I was shooting with this small little iPhone-like camera, I feel like people would look at us, is this guy a professional photographer, right? There's that mentality. <laughs> um, but it, it also, like, has the right amount of lightness and feel where it's still looks like a pro camera where like people aren't going to question is this guy a professional and i hate to Mm -hmm. say that like that because it really shouldn't be an issue and i think you know as these cameras get smaller it'll be less of a concern and people will just come to expect oh it doesn't matter because it's you know it doesn't matter but um so it also has the right feel and just everything i love this camera like i love it it's incredible i'm kind of considering moving but i there's no real reason to like i love my 135 you know the Mm -hmm. nikon stuff but but it is i don't i could see myself wanting to shoot both because because they're actually so reasonably priced too um i I don't know i'm just i'm in love with the camera i'm i'm so impressed with it way more than i thought that i would be listening to like um other people talk about it um so i so maybe now (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I'm impressing. Maybe you're thinking, well, who cares? Because I, uh, you know, because the, the and I and I still feel like that. Do I do I need this camera? No, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't need this camera. I could have picked up mm-hmm. another D750, and that would have been fine. But but there is something about I wanted to wanting to also kind of like stay on top of the changes that are happening too. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to to be aware of what's happening um, as far as things going forward, and it is. It def- definitely is is like where these cameras are gonna go. It, it's so crazy to like see the exposure and then like and then also in terms of like learning the uh, camera. Like if you're if you're want to learn, you know what exposure is and how to how to shoot and you know the different the autofocus modes and what they do. And um, this is like an amazing camera to learn on because you see things in the camera as you make these changes. Uh, mm-hmm. It is, uh, it's, it's really, really impressive. Um, so, you know, it's not, it doesn't mean, I, I want to be clear that like, it doesn't, the D750s, um, these, and these other cameras, like, like we don't, I, I don't, I don't need this Fuji X-T2. Um, and it just kind of is a little camera and it'll be a nice thing to kind of, you know, I was kind of thinking, well, if I don't really shoot it professionally, it'll be a third camera and I'll use it on vacations, but it is so much more than than like that mentality than what mm-hmm. I was expecting. That that's the part that I wasn't kind of prepared for. I kind of thought of this as oh, it's a third camera. Uh, I'll use it as a vacation camera and as you know a third camera in case I need it. But I actually can see myself even moving to it, uh, which is shocking as hell to me. Um, and that that is that's well. Kind I mean, of- like you said, it, it, you know, you're you're having fun with it. It excites you. And as long as you have confidence shooting with it, then I think that's pretty much all you really need. Yeah, I I, I feel like I have mm-hmm. more confidence shooting with it. That that's that's the part that that I think is is where what's playing in my head. You know, where it's like, mm-hmm. wow, this is like so. I, every shot is exposed properly. So, and it's not just so. It's 
also the other part part of this is the workflow and this is kind of what i was mentioning about like the topics you know that i wanted to mention today is it's just like it's it's about how do how do we make the workflow faster and if every image is exposed properly when we're coming back into lightroom later and it's not every image you know you're still you're there's still gonna be quick things that happen mm-hmm. um so there's still like some of that that's happening but way less that, that i would experience shooting shooting you know without the evf so, okay, I just did a ton of talking, and this is kind of what I was afraid of. So, um, so <laughs> Neil, thank you, you know, for, you know, thank you know, for letting it, me go on. I just have, like, so much, no, I'm no, so no. excited about this camera, and there's you so know, much you know, that's in my brain well, about it. You know, you go back was to where you said, uh, you know, you, you bought it just to stay up on top of things and check out what's, what's going, you know, the new things of, of camera bodies and stuff. You know, this is, ever since we started this podcast, this is your third camera company that yeah. you that you've gone through in in the past what we've been doing three this years. for two and a half three three years yeah half, yep. so yeah canon nikon and then now fuji yeah because yeah so. yeah because i think it was like immediately when we started the podcast i moved to the d750s um mm-hmm. and i'm still there i'm not i'm not leaving nikon like i don't have any in, you know intention to do that other than so i mean I that right now i mean canon is like completely on the back burner for oh, you yeah, now totally 100 so, yeah it's, that's... it's kind of crazy about how the uh you know we, we always used to talk about canon nikon but i mean look at recent episodes all we've been talking about is fuji and sony yeah huh. yeah it's very interesting um the the whole shift but uh any other do you ever, <laughs> throughout all my rambling about this camera any other thoughts or questions on it like uh, or did I explain? Um, did you talk about that? Oh, yeah, you talked about the ISO. That was one of my questions, but you talked about that. Uh, so now, as far as camera lenses, all you're shooting right now is a 35. Did I get that correct? Yes, it's a 20. So, yeah. so I, I, would, I would take the next thing that you're going to get is probably that equivalence of an 85 that you're testing with Roman. Yep, exactly. So, okay. um, yeah, it's I have the 23 millimeter, which is a 35 equivalent. And... Uh, the next lens I get will so there's if I do get another lens which I I think I think I will um, but the I don't really need to right now because this is actually I'm kind of thinking about shooting this Fuji just as my wider angle body and then she, because I love that Nikon 135 I already have that lens that I'm ha- you know like they're that focal length that I'm happy with I'm kind of thinking of shooting the Fuji short and sh- and shooting the Nikon's long. Um, so I may okay. not even go there. I, there I'm, it might just be kind of like putting, throwing money out that I don't need to throw out at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so excited unless, about the camera. Unless you I start might. selling some of the Nikon stuff, maybe. Exactly. So I'm kind of thinking maybe I'll downsize some of the Nikon stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't want to go away. Like it's still going to be my main. I'm still D750 is still my main my main camera right now. So okay, it's still my main bodies. Um, be, you know, because they do. They, the reality is, is they still are full frame, and and when it's and that little thing still goes off in my head. But I do have to kind of. I feel like I had to get over that full frame crop sensor difference with this. And I actually was looking at Neil Van Niekerk's um, information before I bought this camera. Um, he's got a great blog post on the difference between crop sensor and full frame, and you know how much do you really notice or see that difference of depth of field, or how much of a change does it really? impact when you're actually um looking at these images later and it's like yeah it's it's there i mean if you want Mm -hmm. it if you want that extra depth of field it's there but like our clients don't care you know like 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 you're really picking hairs especially unless you really really love love shallow 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 depth of field all the time um 
then you know that's fine but like i so that's why i think the other reason too why i want to shoot this body wide is because you know if i want to shoot one eight one point eight full frame at my longer lengths i've got the nikon to do that mm-hmm. um if i if i you know if that's what i'm the look that i'm looking for so um i hope that was interesting i don't know if it if it is or not you know from a listener standpoint or if it's just a bunch of me rambling on about no, a new camera a, uh but it's a nice addition from eric's episode yeah but it's just the mentality of 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 that kind of camera. It's it's I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens because I don't really know how I'm gonna shift or move with it or if I, or if I'll just. I think I'll for the next few months anyway. I think I'll it'll mostly be what I just mentioned. It'll be my mm-hmm. wider body camera, and then I'll use the Nikon's for the longer stuff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> Listeners, uh, we do have a, an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you, but uh, just in case you forgot your space and t- place and space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. Thank you, Neil. Uh, the show goes live every other week, and while we're at it, please do leave us a review at iTunes, subscribe in iTunes, and help us help you by sending in your questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com or connect with us on our Facebook group, which has kind of became like the, the de facto way of just like... Um, talking to us, um, you know, or like getting getting involved in conversation within our group, um, um, you know, post the episodes, you know, so like I'll I've been just like making a post on the episode itself, and uh, and that's a good way to kind of comment on the episode, um, at, you know, the website stuff. I don't think people people don't use that anymore, you know, with the comment <laughs> system on there. So find us on the Facebook group, and uh, yeah, we'd prefer to talk with you rather than add yeah, it's you. like a post episode chat kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Kind of cool. Um, so at the risk of me talking more about a new, to- <laughs> a new topic, uh, I, I guess maybe cause that maybe went longer than I expected it to. Now, now did you want to get into the workflow part or what, uh, what's, what's your next? Yeah. So I'll, I'll maybe try and make these condensed topics, uh, <laughs> with, with both of them. Uh, so the other, so the other part of what I'm doing right now is just trying to get quicker from a from a workflow perspective with the um, with every time I come home from a wedding. So I was mentioning the the smart previews last episode, and what I didn't um, fully get because I was still having some some issues. The difference between the um, the the smart previews, which is basically being able to work on the image. Um, post, you know, without be having hooked up your raw files to the to the your computer, and mm-hmm. then also the previews, which which is the calling. The calling is the main thing that I feel like slows me down. That could be a lot faster. I don't know if you notice that in your workflow. Is how do you call? Do you? Do you I don't. You don't. Okay. So no. then, um, so the calling is is the is the huge thing where it's like that. I don't want to take more time than that takes, and and when you what I haven't been doing, it's almost kind of embarrassing to say, but when I've been importing these weddings, I, I have not been like building the previews, not the smart previews. Cause that's a different thing, but the other version of the previews, which I should have been doing. And when you build those versions of the previews and you go to standard, uh, that's, that's the other issue too. Um, uh, so you can do the minimal standard one-to-one um, different versions of the, of the previews. But if you do, you know, like uh, standard previews, and they're all built when you're going through and calling in library mode and also decrease that histogram and these kinds of things. Um, uh, you should, there should never be any loading. And this is what I didn't understand. I would click the next image and I would have a loading, mm-hmm. you know, like loading the image. 
Um, and and every time that load thing happens, it takes it takes a a long time to like be able to see the image, be able to preview it. So I, even after last episode, when talking about the previews, I was still having problems where that was happening, and I'm like, so I'm still why is why am I still getting these loading screens every time I go to a new image and I, and I got started to get really frustrated with Lightroom because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is, this is, I, I want to, before I start getting full into editing all these weddings, I want my workflow to be as quick as possible. Um, so I even was like, all right, this is, this is enough. I started, I'm like, let me check out this photo mechanic program that everybody keeps talking about. So I downloaded it. There's a free version of it. And when you get into photo mechanic, um, sure you can. You it works very quickly, um, and everything is. You know, you'll click the next the next button. You can star your images or color coordinate them. However, you you know you're you're calling your weddings, and it is way um, quicker. Um, so I was like, all right, that's great. But I also then was like, well, this is still. I don't want this extra this extra program before I go into Lightroom. I just want I just want to import everything to Lightroom. And I've heard, you know, like if I do it the right way, there shouldn't be this loading delay. And the reality is, is there shouldn't be a loading <laughs> loading delay. I was <laughs> I wasn't doing the previews the right way, for, so I was building minimal previews because I thought that that would, um, you know, be a quicker way to like look through. But it turns out mm-hmm. I, I should have been building the standard previews. That's one one component of it, I believe. Um, if, if listeners, if you're listening to this and, and I'm and and you know something a little bit more about this, please feel free to correct. Um, me on this or send us a note or, or, you know, just on the podcast episode in the Facebook group. But uh, the the previews, absolutely huge to have them um, set to standard. But the other thing, too, is anytime that you make a change, so if you, so if you batch edit a series of images in Lightroom, uh, it me- needs to make a new preview when you're in library mode. So, so when you click the next image... Um, it needs to rebuild the preview of that image if you if you make changes to it. So th- another component of the, of this is don't make changes to your images or like if you have an import setting, leave the import setting, build your standard previews, and you should never see a loading screen. It should be immediate in library mode where you click your right arrow key and then star your images or whatever your workflow is. It should be mm-hmm. immediate. Sure, there should be no slowdown. You should be building your previews and that. Let me, let me tell you, I am going through these this calling process. So I didn't want to deal with Photo Mechanic because that's a separate program, and then I got to re-import things and do all this nonsense. I want to do it one time. I want to import that into Lightroom. And when you're doing it the right way, if you've done it the right way, and you're on a decent machine, you, there should be absolutely none of that loading stuff going on. You should right arrow over star, right star, right star, and then and I can edit that is shaved. Me, you know, at least. 45 minutes to over an hour of calling time per wedding, maybe even more Yeah, Um, because everything is immediate. There should be no waiting. It's like bang, 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 equally as fast as photo mechanic. Um, And that is, that's the huge like, like revelation that I've had (laughs) with (laughs) even since last episode where I'm like, I, I, I'm just, I was just like, I need to, to absolutely make sure that, that I'm doing this as quick as possible. So I did all this less like, research on Lightroom and improving the calling speed. And that's basically where I've, I finally have like reached the Mecca of, wow, Lightroom's actually amazing to call as long as you do these things and you build the, the standard previews and don't change your images before you go in. And, uh, and so it has to rebuild the previews. So that, that's been a huge thing for me. And I hope that 
that if you're listening to this and you call your weddings and you've been having this, it took me, it took, how long am I, maybe I'm just dumb. I don't know. I could be like a seriously dumb human being. Um, but, but it took me like seven years to like figure this out, you know, within Lightroom. And, and now this is going to save me tons and tons of time. And it literally has, it's like, it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. It's all I've ever wanted, you know, in terms of like being able to call through a wedding. So this is a huge revolution for me, um, in my, in terms of my workflow. Excellent. I will forward that to my color. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, And I hope that, you know, again, I feel like this episode is, sometimes we have these episodes, and I I just got a lot to say in this episode, and I'm sorry. No, it's good. I feel bad. All of that that studying that you did, you know, and you just put it out there for our listeners. It's all free. You know, it took you seven years to figure all this out. (laughs) And now our our listeners that are brand new photographers, you know, amateurs maybe, you know, they they have that seven years of knowledge, you know, information right there. Yeah, or or I'm just I'm just a seriously dumb. Human or they being. or they already knew it. Yeah, and they like, already knew it. They really? they've been importing the standard previews and had no problems from the beginning. And it just yeah, exactly. it just takes me seven years to figure it out. I don't know. Maybe or maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Hopefully, hopefully it's somewhere in the middle. I, I don't really know. So uh, anyway. Um, and then, uh, so my last topic, and now, and 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 I guess my last topic is just I'm moving my studio. I'm coming back to Buffalo, man. Yeah, I'm coming back to right. Buffalo. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and I'm moving my studio, and it's going to be a little bit different uh, than. Yes, than, tell us about the about what you got planned. Yes, so so basically, like we've you know I used to was working out of the house at one point. And then I like I moved to like the ideal photographer studio and I've been very happy there and it's been awesome and it's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also and this is back in Rochester, um, but I also the whole time that I've been here this past year and a half or so, uh, it has been I've I've shot in studio maybe three times, maybe three times because I've been so busy and my mm-hmm. business is based on weddings and I feel terrible saying that. You know that I that I've been that I've really utilized this beautiful big studio space maybe three times, but the reality is, is that I'm a wedding photographer. That's that's the that's the crux. That's the main thing in my business. And I'm and any time other than that, I almost you know I'm shooting outdoors when I'm doing these family sessions or you know these um, you know portrait shoots and this kind of thing. Like like that's just what you know what I've been getting hired for. And I feel like mm-hmm. there's been less commercial work in Rochester. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like even the Lilac Festival thing, that's an, it was an outdoor shoot, you know? So it's like, right. I've had very little in studio work at all in Rochester. I haven't also haven't promoted it or put it out there because I've been busy enough where it's, I haven't wanted to, but at least, but, but, but now it's like, um, so I'm like, I'm spending all this money on the studio space, not using it. I'm not, I'm not building Neil Urban sets in my studio. <laughs> I'm just not, you know? So like, <laughs> So like Which I, I can't actually had something to add to this conversation too. Perfect. So, Thank uh, you. But no, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue talking. No, no, no. No, if you have something to say, please. please no, no, no. You finish and then I'll, I'll go into what. For my voice going this, this whole episode. <laughs> uh, but but the so I'm not. I, it's been I cannot justify you know spending the money on a, on one of these big ideal photographer studio spaces when I haven't utilized it at all. So in looking for a new space, I'm like, all right, you know, I, me and my old studio partner, the timing was good that we were looking at my old studio partner is, is a graphic designer and videographer. Um, and he does all these little, you know, business jobs. He does a lot of small business to business work and, uh, which he's, it's as great as a studio partner because he's not a direct competitor. And, um, that's pretty much what you want as a studio partner. And he's a, he's a good, you know, he's a good friend too. So it's like all that combination of stuff 
was good. So we went around looking and we were looking at some of the bigger, bigger spaces and kind of redoing something similar. But so we found this spot where this ad agency um, out in Buffalo basically bought this nice building and Mm -hmm. very smartly for them, they have in all these offices um, within, within there basically to um, utilize other creatives number one, to pay their rent, you know, or to pay their mortgage for the building. But number two, when they have these, these gigs or or these gigs, when they have these, these projects, because they do do big ad agency work, when they Mm -hmm. have these projects, they want to kind of like utilize the people that they have in these, these creatives that they have in their space, um, potentially, you know, depending Mm -hmm. on, on on the project or whatever they're doing, they're just going to have these, you know, seven to 10 offices filled with creatives where, um, they'll be able to take advantage of that if they want to. So mm-hmm. the space is amazing in the sense that um, it had... Well, so so actually, here's the one thing that I needed to get over. It is not, absolutely not, that the ideal photographer's studio that has the exposed ductwork and like the wooden beams and, you know, yeah. the, the hardwood floors. It's not that. And so mm-hmm. I really hesitated going into this because because of just that. But, I, but here's the, the thing. It has a you know, a decent sized office where I'll be able to get a couch and get a meeting area in there and get a desk in there and be able to edit. Decent enough for me. And they have a studio there that I'll be able to sign out with Google calendars when I want it. I'm cutting my rent in half. It's, it's great for networking. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually have showers there cause it used to be like an old medical building. Oh, okay. So yep. who knows? You know what I mean? <laughs> like if I ever need to shower, you know, but it's like, it, it, I had to get over the ideal photographer's thing in order to be interested in this. But so, but I don't know how it's going to go. Cause I might, I might not feel good about it. You know, when I get there, when I start having clients, meeting, but I also think that our clients don't but, give a shit. I don't think yeah, they care as much as, no, as I think oh, they do. Okay. Oops. Not only that, but like you said yourself, you, you shoot on, on location all the time. That's your business. You know your business. You need a meeting space for your clients, and that's pretty much it. You know, you have a little home, and then you can um, – and that's what it is. Yeah. You know, af- after after having a home office and then a shooting space and all this other stuff, you know, I, th- I think you kind of know your business and what your clients – want and expect out of you so yeah that's that that i think man is like the biggest thing that i've come to realize this year is like understanding what my business is and and this combination of i do like i want to fast like i have a little bit of a faster workflow and you know like i i've come to realize that i'm just not the guy like like michaela with the prince and all that like i'm Mm -hmm. not good at it man like i'm not like like i don't (laughs) I'm not good at, at showcasing that stuff. I'm just not like mm-hmm. I, I am good at showcasing the albums. Cause I, cause that's something that I internally absolutely want my clients to have. Like, like if they don't, I'm, I I'm sad. My heart is sad, you know, but, <laughs> but like I, I, I've just come to realize like, I know where I fit within my business within the past year. And I'm just, and I'm honing in on that and trying to make the workflow quicker. Um, so you know, it's taken me many years to get here, but but now I kind of know. And so the studio space, I think, is ideal for that. Um, and and the other thing about it is it's month to month. So if it really I want to go back to something different, I'll have the option to do that. But I think I'm going to be pretty happy there um, as far as the space goes. Um, I hope that I hope that this this episode uh, <laughs> is, you know, somewhat helpful, like in terms of like thinking through you know, like maybe how other photographers workflows might compare to this, 
you know, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, the, the camera, the the Lightroom thing. I hope that helps. And then maybe the student move. I don't really, I don't really know, but um, I hope that it was helpful information. I, if, if not, I'm sorry. You can let me know in the comments for this episode. And I'm sorry that it was so much of me talking. I hate, I hate when it's that episode and, I, and, and maybe I shouldn't apologize for it. May, I, uh, I don't, I don't know, but, uh, but I hope that it was, that it was okay. As long as, hey, as long as it'll help our listeners, that's all that matters and entertaining too. I hope so. I don't know if it was entertaining. I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm getting really self conscious this episode. I, mean, I don't know what's happening. This is like 50, just just how many episodes and then in are we? Feel confident again. Okay. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> we're going 60, 60, uh, 63 episodes, and and I became self conscious on episode sixty three. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to stop apologizing. I'm going to, I'm going to be confident in the episode that, in the information that I'm giving to our listeners this episode. I hope it was good. Um, Neil, next episode, uh, we're going to have you do most of the talk talking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I want to balance this out. All right. If that's cool with you. Sounds good. Okay. (laughs) Um, so, (laughs) so anything else, uh, before we, before we go this episode? Uh, no, sounds good. Okay. <laughs> and, well, I got to save what I got to say for next episode if it's going to be my episode. Wait, but didn't you? But didn't but, you say that you had something to say? There was that one point where you were like, you're like, hey, yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll we'll save that for the next episode. No, no, we're gonna have more information. Okay, all right, okay. So listen, next episode, this, it's going to be all about Neil. So I want you to be prepared in the in the two weeks that we have with you this episode and next episode. I want you to be thinking about topics. As a matter of fact, I'm not even coming to the table with any topics. Sometimes we you know we talk before the show. We're like. Hey, okay, so the next episode we'll have James Kelly back and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, and Jim and and uh, and Cammy all at once. How okay. about that? Yeah, that sounds good. Maybe we should. It actually is super nice having other people, like having the mix that we've had. I think that's been really yeah. Good. Um, uh, you know, join us on our Facebook uh, chat and let us know what you guys thought of those episodes of having those guys on. Um, if you if you guys enjoy those episodes, which I I hope you did, uh, let us know and and maybe we'll have them on some more. So yeah, actually, and and legitimately, uh, listeners, now like I'm legitimately interested in knowing, like, take this episode that you just heard. Um, how often would you like it to be just Neil and I, as opposed to having guests on a more regular basis? Because Neil and I internally have been having that conversation about having guests on, you know, on on a regular basis and just kind of you know maybe three or four or five we've been kind of liking the flow of that but well, well plus listeners keep in mind since andy's moving back to buffalo we're going to be actually in studio more often we're going to be together so that that whole chemistry that whole vibe is going to be back on so yep. we're not going to be going you know over a live feed anymore so that's it's going to be a little bit cooler too yep absolutely so, so um but yeah like legitimately please do give us your feedback on that because um we want you know we want the show to be as good as it can be um, for our listeners, you know, mm-hmm. um, th- th- like le- really for our listeners, we want this to be as good as it can be for you guys. So please yeah, let that's us the know. only reason why we're doing this. Yep. All right. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening in, um, uh, to this episode of me rambling about stuff that's been going on <laughs> in my business. It's all good, man. It's all <laughs> and, good. Uh, and we will catch you next time for episode number 64. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and actually, uh, Neil, where can people find you? Uh, you know what? Facebook. How about that? N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Yep. And sure. Same for me. Andy Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I. Uh, we'll see you uh, there. And thanks so much for uh, listening in, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Wedding photographers. Bye. Good night.